So welcome, Elizabeth, and welcome everyone that may be watching or listening to this. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I am the founder of Koi Inspired Movement, and I'm here with Elizabeth Jenkins, the founder of the We Are Coacha Foundation, and I'm really looking forward to sharing this conversation with you and tapping into that place where so many of us are feeling the call to connect to each other, to nature, and to really um, amplify the voices that have been in service to maintaining and deepening this connection, this collaboration between humanity and nature that specifically is coming through um, through the Caro is what we're going to be talking about today, the Caro people, but also um, so many indigenous traditions. So welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you, Rochelle. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here and to be speaking with you on this beautiful topic. Mm, thank you. My, my first question is just for people to become familiar with uh, the We Are Coach of Foundation and what it is and what you do. So if you would be willing to share a little bit of the magic that you weave into the world. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, yeah, We're Culture Foundation was founded in 1996 because of the principle of Aini that I learned from the native people of Peru. The Quero Indians are a tiny little group of about oh, 300 families. It's like 2000 people um, and they are, they have this amazing direct cultural lineage back to the Inca times because of where they live in the very, very remote high Andes. And so we're a coach foundation was founded when I wrote my first book about the Andean tradition so that Aini could be shared. Aini just means sacred reciprocity. So when we receive something, we have to give something back. And the simplest example of it in our lives is really breathing. Because when you inhale, you have to exhale. And when you exhale, you have to inhale. So everything in nature um, and how we relate to her is so based on this principle of Aini. And um, because I received so much from the tradition in terms of my heart and my mind and being able to embrace a worldview that felt so organic and like a homecoming to me and so many other people. And just the gratitude of receiving that point of view, um, it just inspires me and I know you as well to give back and support these sacred people that live, you know, with really nothing. I mean, little stone huts on a very cold, high mountain. I mean, they have everything in terms of the glory of mother nature, but very other, very little else in the way of material comfort and the access that we have in our culture. So, mm. yeah. Thank you. Yes, I can, I can definitely relate. Um, Elizabeth invited me to be on the board of the We Are Coaching Foundation. And in that moment, it was like one of the biggest yeses I've ever experienced in my body because 
I'm so grateful for all that I've received. And so like any opportunity that I have where I can give back, I really want to. And so, and that's also part of, um, part of the intention for this video and part of the intention for what I'm hoping with this collaboration to offer to the Koya community and, and beyond is really to, to find that place of Aini inside of where, you know, even though it's a small group of people, the, the hierarchies, the offerings, the despachos that, that so many of us have done, received, had immense healing with, and then also the, the practice of Koya that, you know, while it's a, you know, a yoga and dance class, there is like the empowerment that I received from the mountain and then the teachings from the Caro have really been um, given me like the depth of courage to stay with my heart um, and offer these vulnerable um, places that are just so tender and so loving and uh, such medicine for me and, and many who come come. So I definitely hear you in that in that place of receiving so much that it becomes this natural, inspiring, desire-filled place to give back. And yeah. Yes, and so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, what, is, what is the tagline mission of the We Are Coach Foundation? Well, we founded, I founded it in 1996 when my first book was going to be published you know much to my amazement and um these publishers gave me this big advance so i had to give a big portion of that um to back to the caro and so um the founding mission is really to preserve these people literally mm -hmm. as the living bearers of this intact authentic uh, cultural tradition that dates back, you know, at least a thousand years, if not much more. Um, and to, to literally preserve their life and limb and well-being, mm -hmm. but also to promote their vision of the world and their vision of how humans and nature are meant to interact and how we are designed to collaborate together. Mm. So teaching that has been, you know, my primary directive for the last 35 years. And now with our global PACO school, it's in, in kind of amplifying their direct teachings out in the world because people can come and hear them speaking directly and feel them and feel the energetic transmissions directly live. So um, promoting that worldview, which is really the answer to our current global crisis in our climate crisis, the way we relate to nature in general, the othering of nature, this is the answer to that, how to really um, embrace and understand nature as the source of, of all our well-being. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a student of 
the first year of the Global Paco School, I can definitely say from my personal experience that like the exponential increase, like I loved nature before, you know, <laughs> like I was, you know, always outside every chance I could get, I, I would make offerings, but like, you know, I want to say like a hundred times, a thousand times, like immeasurably, like the depth of my connection with nature and the way that that has touched my life has really been one of the biggest gifts I've ever received in my life. So I'm, I really appreciate, and then also just, I have so much respect for the way that you organized it, where, you know, we have this opportunity to learn directly from the Caro and, and really exactly like you said, receive the transmission. Cause there'll be times where I'm like making notes and I'm typing, but then I like kind of just have to stop because it's, it is like such a different paradigm and I receive in a way that I couldn't, can't always articulate, but like, I am much kinder, <laughs> much more open-hearted, <laughs> you know, like it's definitely, I can feel it even though, you know, it integrates in time and practice, but it's really been, it's been a big blessing. So thank you for everything. Yeah. Oh my God, Rochelle. Mm -hmm. and, and just mm -hmm. the, the the power that we can have these oral transmissions, like I really understand why the oral tradition is so important, that mm -hmm. it's possible to do that over Zoom. It's amazing. Right. And as our mm -hmm. Caro teachers, we meet in the heart of the computer. It's right. so sweet. It's, it's so, so sweet. sweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And so one of the things that we do in the Koi community is we have um, an opportunity to have this experience with the, with the Caro every equinox and solstice, so four times a year. So, um, uh, so I invite you to come to one of those if you'd like to have that experience. There's also the Paco School that we'll share a little bit more at the end of this call. And um, so with this, you know, deep reverence and gratitude to the Caro people and the powerful impact the teachings have had on our lives and the people that we've shared with. There is, um, there is, I heard you talk about this when we were in our board meeting and I, it really caught my eye. It's the perfect project, <laughs> you know, you know, and I, I was really inspired by it and I was so inspired by it because I was like, this is something I'd really like to invite the bigger Koi community to participate in um, because it really resonated with me as a perfect project too. So um, I was, I'd love to invite you and us to talk about this a little bit. So basically what is the project? Well, we, we have been working with supporting the Kyoto community in the things, their needful things. Like we did the a clean water project because they had a 60% infant mortality rate back in 1996, 97, we sent uh, doctors and nurses up there. And this has evolved over time to where once we've kind of supplied this year, we put in water reservoirs, we're a coach foundation um, was give, was given an, an amazing grant to be able to do that and uh, to gift them a really beautiful herd of alpacas, which is part of the perfect project because um, 
when we went to the Nusta Pacos, the women Pacos, and we said, what is it you guys would really love? And they said, oh, wouldn't it be a dream if we could have our awaiwasi, which means a weaving house where the women could literally get together and perform their um, ceremonies because everything in Keros is a ceremony, right? You can't, there's nothing you can do. We can't even be on this call with, without thanking the Pachamama, Mother Earth, the Apus, the Lord, spirits of the mountains, all of the living beings of nature that allow this to be possible. And that's their daily reverence. And really, if it, if it can become more of the Western world's daily reverence, I think this is what will shift everything on our planet right now. Um, but the Weaving House project is place is, so it's a project to provide uh, a structure, a shelter in each one of the Kero villages where the women could gather together, perform their ceremonies. They perform um, offering ceremonies known as haiwarikui in Quechua and people call them despachos, it's the Spanish word. And, but their offerings is the, I guess, English word um, to the nature beings and particularly to one that is in charge of the amazing complex patterns that hold all of this cultural information and teachings of the Inca tradition. And they weave, they, they pray to this Nusta, this sacred being that is the keeper of those patterns to ask for her help. The only way you can weave is to ask for her help in designing the patterns and kind of lit literally letting that, like a muse of the, of the weaving come through you to come through the, their hands to be able to be expressed in the beautiful patterns of their traditional weavings. Um, and <clears throat> to be able to then gather and weave together and converse and talk and do what women do uh, when we gather and share resources and help each other and each other's families. And so creating these weaving houses for them in their traditional villages that would actually feed into a central, beautiful weaving house in the heart of Cusco, in the heart of the city, that the ancient Inca capital, Cusco city that they, you know, have never afford to be in, but a beautiful, so we want to provide this beautiful place for them to share all about their culture and their weavings and to be able to have an economic engine for their community that would provide um, where people could come and purchase their weavings and learn about the process of weaving and what it means to them to create these beautiful weavings that are full of prayer and full of knowledge, ancestral knowledge beauty so people can sometimes look at these and feel them and tell that they're woven with all of these special prayers and love and feeling put into them so mm. that in a nutshell yeah is the goal 
to create yeah. that. I love that. And I, I really love the conversation we were having earlier too, that it's like these weavings are such like an integral part of their tradition already. So creating this opportunity for them to come together and then also creating these uh, loops of sustainability and in, um, for the community as well to have that opportunity to be really recognized um, and, and to learn about and to share. So that the part of me, like where my ears lit up where it's like the perfect project, it's like the preservation of their traditions. And then also I would say the biggest thing um, in supporting, um, you know, other communities is really like when the ideas come from them, because those are the best ideas because they, yeah. they live there, they know, like they know exactly what they need. So I love that this came like, you know, from them directly as like a dream and a vision and. Um, Absolutely, Rochelle. And the, for me, as a, as the director of We're a Coach Foundation, the critical key element in every project we do is to offer non-invasive and non-culture altering help, which is really tricky. It's really tricky. And trust me, after like 25 years of this, I'm like, oh, you offer something and all these other, it implies all this other stuff and it becomes this crash of cultures and values. And we don't want to continue to colonize in any way, but it's, it happens. It will, hopefully it could happen as Aini, as a sharing right. of the best of our culture and the best of theirs coming together. So it's a perfect project because it sustains their natural organic cultural pattern and really uplifts that, that cultural pattern without westernizing it or colonizing it in any way. It actually just holds it up and emphasizes the beauty of it. And, mm -hmm. and that's what, so that's why it's perfect to me because that's what it does. It, and it encourages the Kero to maintain their traditional cultures. And even the kids, <clears throat> the Kero youth that we work with and speak with um, on a weekly basis now, they have gotten so into their own weavings and their own tradition. They're saying to me, you know, uh, uh, Godmother Elizabeth and I were, were amazed. We didn't really know how cool our culture was <laughs> until you made us <laughs> mm -hmm. go back and talk to the elders and you know and for so it's it's such an enormous benefit for us to value their knowledge that is is there's so much power in that when they see a you know sort of materially advanced culture like us really, really acknowledging them and exalting their knowledge and holding it up and saying, what you guys have is jewel. And we mm -hmm. respect this so much and we value it so much. Um, so that's really the intention of the whole project and giving them a beautiful, you know, literally storefront in Cusco, kind of cultural portal to their world. Um, that's that's the heart of it. Mm. 
just like having a moment to really hold the vision in my heart and in my mind and just the joy of like what that would feel like to go into that and just mm. acknowledging like the cultural legacy that they carry and to have that be like you said like held up and honored and respected and and seen and, by the world you know really mm-hmm. seen by the world yeah. yeah in the center of Cusco in their ancestral the heart of their ancestral land mm-hmm. yeah Mm. so the invitation and um and the ask really of this of this conversation is as a as a listener as a viewer is really tune into your heart and to notice like the places where you may be called to to learn more um to connect more with nature to find out more about the caro, and that could be joining one of these um, koi calls that we do quarterly. It could be participating in this project. So through the lore community that I'm offering now, we're having like a weekly meeting, but if you had um, ideas or resources you wanted to contribute, um, skill sets, you know, feel free to reach out to me um, or Elizabeth maybe, <laughs> but I'm, my intention is I'm going to share this with my newsletter. So, yeah. um, so me, that's Rochelle at Koya.love. And then there's also this incredible opportunity with the Global Paco School, which is a year long program that is starting again. And there are still a few spots available. And so, um, I shared a little bit before about how deeply it impacted me and, um, And I think one other thing I'd just like to add is that I had been to Peru five times before and had sat with the Caro and it was immensely powerful. Um, And and I'm so, so grateful and that there, there also is like a really unexpected blessing with this this time of Zoom and and, um, with the, the shift in circumstance where the Caro were, instead of leading tourists through things, they were able to lead us in the Global Paco School and just the curriculum and the thoughtfulness and the transmission. It's just like, um, I, I feel like it would have taken me like 47 trips to Peru to even maybe get a quarter of the knowledge that I got in the year, just because it's just structured so well. And there's so much support from you, Elizabeth. And um, it's really, I mean, it's just an extraordinary program and I, I've never really come across anything like it. Um, and so if, you know, if you're in a place in your life where you've really had your heart touched by the Caro and you'd like to learn more, I just really encourage and recommend this. So that that's my little two cents. And then maybe if you wanna offer any other Um, framing of what it is or how it works yes absolutely well thank you for that Rochelle and and the whole thing began as a way to bring a living wage to our Caro Pacos to literally for them to be able to put food three meals a day on the table for their families during this time when there was obviously no tourists able to go to Peru and learn from them in the way people have been and we have you know 50 
families that move to Cusco and then they need to use dollars, which they don't use in their communities because they're more sustainable there. Um, then they're living in Cusco, a world where they need dollars and you know, how do they do that? So the, the whole um, impetus kind of, I think, for, for creating the school is to provide them a way to receive from us as we receive immensely from them. So creating this kind of, again, a kind of beautiful Aini and their gratefulness at having their authentic tradition being transmitted to us was just so touching. And what all of our, we have 12 Keropakos, there's six women and six men that are priests of nature. And they're, the purpose of the school is to teach humans to become a living bridge to nature. And this is, this is the gorgeousness. And you know what our Carol youth said? He said, it's such a joy uh, to share a tradition that brings so much love and peace. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just so interesting because it's been a really tumultuous year for me personally and obviously collectively, but just taking those prayers back to the earth each and every time it was like releasing the heavy energy, receiving, and it's just like shifting the worldview and just really seeing um, through, through, seeing through my heart. Yeah. And, oh, I mean, it's really powerful. So I'll, I'll be sure to include um, all those uh, you know, the links and the information, but, oh, when does it start, Elizabeth, just in case? January 20th, and we have, okay. for new students, we have openings on Thursdays and Saturday class, so um, right now there's room in both of those two uh, beginner, that the, and when I say beginner, there we have people that have been in the tradition for 25 years, taking these classes just as astounded as uh, folks who are just have never are only just hearing of the Kero for the first time. So there isn't any, the only requirement to start is really in kind of like read a couple of my books so you know what you might be getting into. <laughs> and, you know, it'll give you a little framework there. They're experts in the world of living energy and how we as human beings can relate to the world of living energies and, and the healing forces of nature. So this is what it's all about, learning to really interact in a powerful way with that. Yeah, and, and the experiential part of it, because the experiential part of being, like you said, that oral tra tradition and that transmission with them directly and then also everything that we're learning about is an encouragement to get out in nature and make your offerings and learn through your experiences. So it's, and then have a way to come back and share. And um, it's, it's really and amazing. Absolutely. Resacralizing our human relationship with nature. Right. It's, it's oh. it. Yeah. It is it. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Um, so is there anything else that wants to come forward before we, we bring this to, to a close? I think just my gratitude for you taking the step and being on our board, Rochelle, and your dedication and your warm, loving heart and generosity. Mm. Thank you. Oh. Well, thank you. I, oh, I mean, I, I have such a big dream for, for all the things that we spoke about to, to ripple out and, um, yeah, the, the last thing I think I want to say is for those of you who may be moved by kind of the idea of social justice as well, that, that this project of putting, I know probably a lot of you are not aware of, the Cairo really get treated as second-class citizens in their own land, in, you know, the more modern a westernized culture or all those that are looking up to the west as the way to be and then they look down on the kind of uh the peasant you know ness of the caro so there's a social justice aspect of this project that is really close to my heart of really supporting them and giving them and showing them within their own place and to their own people, giving them this position that they so deserve as such, yeah. such humble bearers of their ancestral knowledge. So mm -hmm. um, that's the kind of last little mm, yeah. asking to come through here. Right. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that. And I think that this is really, um, so much of the healing of this time yes and um so here's here's one opportunity to support this this shift and this um reverence and respect to nature but also to those who have been stewards of nature yes yeah. thank you beautiful yeah. oh, okay yeah, thank, thank you, Elizabeth. And thank you for those of you that are watching or listening. Um, I look forward to being in this conversation together. And if your heart calls you to step forward towards this project or these teachings. Another thing is Elizabeth wrote a book, an incredible book. She wrote, actually, excuse me, she wrote several books. <laughs> so um, I, I, I just often think of the book, The Fourth Level, because we use that as a reference as we go through our calls with the Caro. So um, I'll be sure to put the links about that, but Elizabeth Jenkins, and you can look at some of the books that she's written um, to really um, go deeper into um, what she's offering. And then also um, that, that bridge of understanding, because yeah, there's, there's a lot we can learn with Elizabeth's 30 plus years of experience as, as we begin or recommit to our learning with the Kara. Yeah. Thank you, Rochelle. Thank you. So much love. <laughs>